Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. My co-host, Susan Fox, may be arriving a little bit later, but she's not with us yet. And today, we have... um a couple of very interesting guests, and it's related to a recent episode of Doctor Who. And the guests are Daphne Chung and Jade Coatsworth. Welcome to the show. Oh, Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. This is really neat, because I have known both of you since Jade was short. <laughs> so, yeah. my, the since last, she was cra- crawling, I think. Yeah, the <laughs> last, actually, the last memory I have of Jade... Before now, we were in a cafe in Burbank, and oh yeah, and Jade was running around under the table, <laughs> and hitting your head was not a problem because you were that short. <laughs> oh my gosh, a long time ago then. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. <laughs> um, you were literally almost knee high, <laughs> and I am not a tall man. <laughs> So, fast forward to, uh, oh, let's see, you had to have been four then, Jade. And you're oh, 17 wow. now, so. <laughs> a long time uh, ago. Yeah, a dozen, a dozen years later, your mom is on Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, let's see, uh, how did you end up getting that role? I've been working as an actor in Los Angeles and in England for the last about 20 years. And, um, I, oh, by the way, I'm a fan of Doctor Who too. But, um, I've been very fortunate. I have played a wide range of roles and, uh, have a very good demo, I believe. And I got invited by Andy Pryor, who mm-hmm. is a very popular and, uh, known casting director in England who casts uh, lots of major television series, including Doctor Who for the last, mm-hmm. I think, 10 years. And he invited me in to audition and I just happened to get the role. Oh. That was wonderful. I was so pleased. You've got quite a long resume of things. You oh, started thanks. out in, I'm, I'm looking at this and it's quite a list. Of, of remarkable <laughs> things. Uh, I've been working you were on, hard yeah, to build up my well, resume. <laughs> yeah, you were on a, a made-for-television movie called Columbo Cries Wolf. Yes. Oh, that was so, funny. So you I got to walk. The yeah. You got to uh, work with Peter Falk then. 
Yes, most of my scenes were with Peter Falk, and、um, yes, it was wonderful. He was really, really nice and kept listening to us talking and me talking, and、mm-hmm. <laughs> he just loved the scene to be with us. I think, <laughs> I think it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were also in 1992, you were on a couple of episodes of Baywatch as well. And, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. You know, and I'm embarrassing you,、uh, showing your age, but. <laughs> I think it's important to point these things out because I don't know if you knew it, but Baywatch is second only to Star Trek in the number of countries it's syndicated. Really? Yes. No. It's amazing, but it is.、Uh, I don't、uh, know that. Wow. Yeah, I, actually, I think Baywatch may be seen in more countries than Star Trek. Well, Gene, so, <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, 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 my family, my nephews, in when I I'm still living in England now is、mm-hmm. my home, and every now and then my nephews will see me on Baywatch speaking with a French accent, <laughs> something <laughs> in French, because obviously it was playing in France,、mm-hmm. so it's very funny. I, I, It's interesting to hear that so, <laughs> every so, so often so, you have a friend turn on the television and see me on Baywatch. Yeah, <laughs> old Baywatch, <laughs> which I was in about eighteen years ago.、Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you were oh, you were you were in a TV movie called Highlander: The Raven. That's yes.、Uh, what did you do in that one? Well, that was fun. I played a herbalist. Oh, and、okay. uh, we filmed it in Paris, actually. And at that time, I was living in England already.、Mm-hmm. So that was a really interesting project to work on. It was really good. You've played a number of incidental roles, but、uh, what are the ones that you're most proud of? Oh,、um, a television movie called "Not Only But Always."、Mm-hmm. It is based on、uh, Peter Cook's story. I don't know if you. He's a a known. He was an a known actor in England, a comedian, and a very established actor. So Terry Johnson、mm-hmm. wrote a script about his life and. Reese Evans played Peter Coke, and I played Lynn Coke, and the project was really well received, and it was nominated for BAFTA. Oh, that's、uh, marvelous! Yes, that is and, that is something. Yes, yes, BAFTA. I think is equivalent to oh, oh yes, you, M, <laughs> Emmy, Emmy, isn't it? Emmy,、um, yeah,、Oscars. in in America, I think is it Emmy, yeah, music it, or Grammy? I'm sorry, I'm like <laughs> oh, ba- BAFTAs.、Now. <laughs> Baftas are、uh, Baftas are given for both film and television, so that's right.、Uh, so yeah, and and for music as well. You know, it's it's all the performing arts.、Uh, and, that's right. And、uh, in the United States, we have different awards for each one of those. We have Oscars for the film, and、uh, yes. we have Emmy awards and、uh, for for television, and we have the Golden Globe awards, which I think I you know. Uh, my wife is going to kill me for not even knowing this, but、uh, <laughs> I think this is a. I think the Golden Globes are supposed to be for、um, television. Yes,、uh, but it, it's popular、uh, yes. choice. It's popular choice. It's not.、Uh, it's not the critics. No. And no.、Uh, oh. and and then we have the Emmys, which are just for music. So, oh,、uh, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I, I totally remember now because I'm a naturalized American as well. Oh, you I、are. lived in Los Angeles for about fifteen years. 
Mm-hmm. I was educated there. Oh, my and, gosh. And my whole family is still in L.A. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's where I got the, the role for Baywatch and Colombo. And then once I met my husband mm-hmm. in England, then I moved to England about mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. We have seen David. We've seen you and uh, the rest of the family and David when you were out, you know, back on vacation and things. Exactly. And what, a, what, yeah. a, what a lovely man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're just, you just, the lot of you make the perfect family. Um, oh, so you said you were a fan of Doctor Who before that. Is it, have you been a fan of the show a long time or just recently? Well, um, no, since I've moved to England in 1993, mm-hmm. the first series they came back on with Christopher Eccleston being yes. the doctor mm-hmm. was in 2005. Right. And I've been watching it ever since with different doctors, you know, David Tennant and Matt Smith, and very fortunate enough to work with Peter Capaldi, uh, the doctor for Series 10, and he's been doing it for the last two years too. So this is his third series, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so he's, I've been a fan. Peter Capaldi is yep. is leaving already. He's leaving the yes. series already. I think he's well, well. We we went to the rep party already. The whole series finished, series ten, mm-hmm. and yes, he is leaving. But I believe he still has a Christmas special to do, probably very soon for mm-hmm. for a few weeks, and um, I think then he's done. And then he's done. And then I guess we'll see yeah. him regenerate in the Christmas special. You know, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I yes, understand yeah, that they've seen him in Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I understand that they've cast the new Doctor already. They, they, they found the new actor, ah. but they haven't announced it yet. So no, they haven't. We'll oh, see. have they cast it? I don't know yet. I'd better ask Peter Capaldi then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't are you, know. Are you friends? Are you friends? Through another friend. Well, we're friends. Well, we we get on and. Mm-hmm. But, it's yeah. very difficult when you do one episode with him, or, although he's a guest starring role, mm-hmm. you don't just want to ask him, oh, you know, what's the phone number or <laughs> email. Uh-huh. I don't really need to do that. <laughs> right, right. You know, we get on so well, and um, mm-hmm. and hence you know that he done a, a birthday wishes birthday wish for oh, Jay. Yes, I remember that, and <laughs> and and the social media world went bananas for that. Oh yes, and let's yes. Oh, let's let's He's play that guy. let's play that clip. Hello, Jade. Happy birthday. 17 years old. How did that happen? I can remember when you were a little baby. Do you know what the most thing to remember is? On your 17th birthday, always look after <laughs> your mum. Oh, thank you. Bye. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. This is the first time I can ever remember Peter Capaldi giving a birthday shout-out, or in fact, any actor for Doctor Who giving a birthday <laughs> shout-out to anyone. Jade, yeah. that makes that makes you pretty special. Oh, I feel so special. I was, I, it was a surprise. So I was at school that day, and then um, my dad put the video on Facebook, and I saw it, and I was just over the moon. I was over the moon. Are you a fan too? And do you watch I am. the show? I have been a fan of Doctor Who since I was very, very little. <laughs> I've been watching it since mm-hmm. Christopher Eccleston, right. and then mm-hmm. through to David Tennant and Matt Smith. And, um, of course, Peter Capaldi now. So, yeah, I love it. I love the show. What did you think when you heard your mum had gotten a role? Well, I knew she was auditioning for it. And I was really excited. But, of course, like I didn't get my hopes up because you never know with auditions and you never Mm -hmm. know how they go. Um, But then when I found out that she got it, I was so happy. I was, like, crying. And 
she was like, you can't tell any of your friends. So I had to keep it a secret, which was really hard. <laughs> it, was, oh, it must have been horrible. Yeah. That must have been horrible. I have to sign, you know, my, my kind of life away secrecy before <laughs> anything else. I mean, like, it's quite a... Interesting, yeah. yeah. They don't like the storyline to be out. They don't want you to tell anyone in case the, the you know social mm-hmm. media start guessing and guessing the story. Everything really. They get worried, so mm-hmm. you know they don't want the story to leak out or some, um, you know, just just the way it is. Some journalists in England they may want to hunt you down if they know you're in the show. <laughs> oh or yes, mm. film, and they you know they follow you around. Uh, that kind of thing to get story, to get some tips, what's going on and what's what's going to be and where you're going to film this. And before the the Doctor Who's production wanted you to know, they don't want anyone to know, <laughs> if you know what I mean. You are an actor yourself, Jade. Yes, I am. Well, I'm an aspiring actress, so I want to do it as actress. a career, yeah. Yeah, so you're studying it in school. Yes, and, well, and you, I mean, in school I'm doing... Um, a lot of subjects. So I can't really focus on an acting career at the moment, but hopefully in the future when I've finished with mm-hmm. my education, then I'll do a lot of acting. Uh, yeah. but you, but you are, stu- that is one of the things you're studying in school and you have been in performances. Yes. Yeah. I'm a member of the National Youth Theatre of Great Britain. So, um, I do a lot of, uh, stuff with them. I do a lot of courses with them. And at school, I've been involved in plays and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I really love it. I mean, with my mum being an actress and everything, I guess I've kind of grown up um, knowing about the business, and it's mm-hmm. just something that I'd love to go into. Well, and you have a distinct advantage in that your mum has been doing it for a fair amount of time. And, yeah. you know, Thank you. <laughs> and it gives you an insight into the business that other student actors do not have. They, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it is a business. Uh, yeah. There are lots of starving artists and they are starving yeah. because they don't understand that what they are doing is part of a business and they don't know mm. how the business functions at all. And you hear about all these artists in garrets and, and, uh, starving for their art and you don't have to starve for your art if you know how the business works. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. I can give a, a few tips here and there. Definitely. Mm. Yes. So, it's, so she's a very lucky girl. <laughs> yes, yes, very fortunate indeed. And I would like to I would like to propose an idea. Ooh. You are not hoping to be an actor someday once you finish school. You are an actor now. You just haven't yeah. finished school yet. Exactly, yeah. There you go. See, yeah. that's 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 the thing to keep in mind. You are yeah. an actor now. You're still Aww. learning, but you are an actor now. Yeah. And that's very important <laughs> to keep in mind. Thank you. Let's see. So, uh, Daphne, in a previous conversation, you mentioned that a fair bit of your dialogue ended up on the cutting room floor. What was cut, and why do you think that happened? Yeah, um, I don't know whether you heard, uh, following um, the uh, tragic events that occurred in London and Manchester recently, because Doctor Who, my episode especially, because as you know, there are three world leaders, I played one of them, were about to have a war. And obviously we filmed quite a few of explosion stuff, which 
were not appropriate at that time because of the incidents in Manchester and, uh, and, and in London. So they cut some of the stuff out. And also when we had a meeting about the war between our, the three leaders in my episode, um, their dialogues with the Russian leaders and the American leaders, some bit of it maybe becomes a little bit too long uh, of a scene. So when it could be cut to allow other scenes to come in, so mm-hmm. sometimes it happens. It just, if it's a separate little story, they could cut it. And if it runs over time, because episode, mm-hmm. uh, a doctor is about 16 minutes, 16 minutes. So right. they just cut it, you know, and ended up onto the um, editing room floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that. That's the reason, really. You know, quite a few reasons. So for it's that. Yeah. it's so it was mostly for pacing issues, and and yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, yes, exactly. Because the audience don't want us to listen to us <laughs> kick, you know, <laughs> talking about how we're going to approach and how we're going to argue each other and what we're going to do to each other. You know, they don't want to hear that. They want to see Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> they want to listen to Peter Capaldi and the Doctor. <laughs> I could listen so, yeah. to that man read the phone book. He's got a marvelous voice. Yes, yeah. He's a lovely actor, too. A very generous, very kind and genuine, so very helpful. So it is really, it's, it was a pleasure to work with him, really. Yeah. So you must have been working on that particular episode for a few days. How long were you there and what were your days like? We flew to Tenerife, an island in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, for about a, a week for the outdoor scenes. And the indoor scenes, we went to Cardiff where uh, the studios are there, where they film all the Doctor Who series mm-hmm. for the indoor scenes, yeah. And even the TARDIS uh, well, is built there for the scene, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember the episode. Did they actually put you? You got to visit the TARDIS set itself. Yes. Well, what happens, the Doctor beamed me up into the TARDIS. That's how ah, right. my character were in, was introduced. And those scenes are filmed in the, you know, in the studio in Cardiff. And I did about a week there. So all for over two episodes, it took about, you know, over a little bit two weeks. <laughs> That's a lot of time to be hanging around a production. You know, <laughs> we have lots States. of meetings, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And meetings, meetings, discussions about the war and so forth. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the way they are. Yeah. Yes. It's quite a lot of yeah time to, to sometimes to hang around, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. When yeah, you I'm... hang around, you know, you have so many other actors to do their bits. And, and I got to hang around with the monk. Mm-hmm you know, oh, the monsters oh, in that episode. Oh, that must have been fun because I understand they couldn't see. Yes, it was really fun. Jamie Hill is the main mm-hmm. monk, you call it. And, um, yeah, we're resting on the couch. We're talking, but he couldn't see me. As a, and I kept telling him, can you move over on the couch a little bit so that I had room to sit? <laughs> it was it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah, funny character, yeah. That's that's funny. I'm I I assume they could breathe at least. Yes, yeah, they could breathe. But then I think it took him about three hours. Uh, the makeup artist to do his face, put his mask on. That is a so that is a long suffering actor to put yes, up with that. Yes, before the camera roll. 
So, so it's a long time. And then in between, he had to wait quite a long time as well. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the way of the business, uh, not often that you have, except the doctor, of course. Right. He's busy every day. He has lots of scenes to cover. Mm-hmm. So he hardly will have much rest, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on the set about 10 to 12 hours a day. And, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's grueling. That is a grueling schedule for an actor. It is, and especially for the doctor, he works six days a week, mm. and Sunday probably a rest, and then he doesn't really rest, I guess, because <laughs> you have to learn lines again. Mm-hmm. You know, every night you go home, you have to learn lines, and it's it's quite, 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 quite busy for him. But for me, in my character, Charlene, it was manageable. Yeah, I had lots of different lines, different scenes, and with the other leaders and things, but mm-hmm. in between texts, we just joke around, especially in Tenerife. It's like quite a beautiful, you know, outdoor scenery. So we just walk around, joke That's, around. It sounds, sounds like a, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a, a, a great English tease. <laughs> it sounds like you had a great experience. Yes, it was nice. Um, yes, being an actor, some, uh, I think the exciting bit is when you're working, you don't know who you, you will be working with and where you will be, you know, which country you'll be in and all that. So, so that, that's the exciting bit. But of course, well, especially... you, you know, you don't work every day as an mm-hmm. actor. Well, some do, but most of them don't. So when you don't act, then it's just the time that you have to. Get real in a way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't let it get you down and just get busy and train and and learn your craft as much as you can. I remember uh, from my days doing practical effects, uh, I would oh. I would uh, be on the sound stages and most of my day was sitting around waiting for everybody else to do their job. And then, yeah. and then I, all of a sudden it would be, okay, you're on. And, uh, you know, six minutes of sheer panic and then you sat around, you know, and then you were done and you sat around the rest of the day and you got paid for the whole day. But, uh, but they had to have you on hand for that six minutes. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And they, sometimes they just want you to be there early in the morning Mm -hmm. in case they need you, let's say at nine o'clock. And then as you know, it happens that they may not need you until 4 p.m. Right. so just but same, it's, it's the just in case, you know, in case the uh, yes, in case the director uh, says, "Oh, uh, let's let's have you in the scene." I know you're not, uh, you know, exactly. You're, you're yeah. not on the call out for this, but let's put you in anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what they do. It's better they have you sit in the um, you know the green room or your trailer they call mm-hmm. it, and 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 make sure you're ready to you know your camera ready and then. And then they will be relaxed because they get, mm-hmm. you know, every minute counts. You know, it, it, it costs money if they do, you know, if they overtime uh, the schedule and all that stuff. So they would rather have all the actors sit around and wait for them instead of them waiting for the actors, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, Jade, your experience has been a little bit different. You have been in theatrical production, which does not work yeah. the same as, as working in film or television. No, it's not. No, it's completely different. Um, yeah, I, I really love theatre. That's where my heart lies. But, I mean, um, I'd love to do TV and film in the future, but at the moment, theatre is really what I like doing. Well, it's the best foundation, you know? Because, yeah. Because yeah. for television, of course, you have the script, but uh, you don't get to perform the script in order. 
you yeah, have to exactly. you have to mm. be able to hold that context in your head. And mm. as they skip around, because they're going to shoot all the all the shots for one set at one time, and yeah. uh, you know if you have if your character comes back to the same room five times in the script, they'll shoot them all at once. So everything you shoot, everything you do on the script in a motion picture is out of order. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that is great because I mean, the stuff that I've done, you get really close to the other actors working with you as well. So you develop like a real relationship with people. And, mm. um, of course, like the um, warm-ups and exercises you do, they all help you become closer together. So when you're actually performing, um, it's very real and you feel the connection with the other people. So I really like that. Let's see. Oh, one other question that I wanted to ask, and this is a weird one. <laughs> Daphne, when you were doing your end scenes, were you at any point in the position of having to play to a tennis ball on the end of a stick, pretending that something was there uh, that wasn't actually there that they would add in later? Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but uh, on my episode, we were lucky to go abroad to Tenerife. So all the outdoor scenes are there. Mm -hmm. The only thing we need to pretend uh, was looking far ahead where they wanted us to look. Pretending the uh, pyramid was there. Oh, yes. <laughs> because my episode is called, as you know, The Pyramid at the End of the World, mm -hmm. episode 7, series 10. So, so yeah, so, so of course, they can't build the pyramid. Right, right. So you <laughs> uh, never actually you saw know. the outside of the pyramid. That was that was something that uh, you didn't get to see until you saw the finished yeah, episode. Yeah, they, they CGI it, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And and may I say, you die spectacularly. You're uh, you're, yes. you're quite good at it. That was that was really it something. Exactly. You yes, know, it was good, of, isn't it? I, I it's sort of like uh, at the end of you know at the end of every shooting day, you just sort of fall apart like that. You know. <laughs> no, that was a a good death. I think. Yeah, it looked. <laughs> it was really a good, good one. It did. Yeah, and, I should tell uh, Daniel about it. Uh, I could. Send, I should send him a message. I think he's somewhere. Daniel is the director. He's somewhere in Australia doing some other mm, work mm -hmm. now, directing some other projects. But yeah, got lots of good feedback and good, um, some fans from Twitter that they, they uh, sent me some, you know, their, their, their responses and how they feel and how much they liked the episode. And one of them saying that, oh, sadly, they zapped you or something. <laughs> <laughs> they did, you know, they yeah. didn't like that, but that's the way. It mm -hmm. is the story ended that way for that character. <laughs> just joining us just now is my executive producer, Susan Fox. And, and your wife. Oh. And my wife <laughs> as well. Oh, hello. It's hello. the same person, actually. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I am well. How are you? Good. Oh, Good I'm, I'm you. glad you're not, de you're not destroyed. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> for a, for a, something that, Started out as a kids show. Boy, Doctor Who sure has a heck of a body count, hasn't it? My yes, goodness. yes. But at least there's no blood, guts, and gore flying around. It's just quick, no. quick vaporization. You're good. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but it's such a huge, popular show, isn't it, Doctor it, Who? Oh, I it, just, it is worldwide. I, well, I'm a fan of Doctor Who, but when you are working as an actor in that episode, it just didn't feel like it, it felt like just 
another job, if you know what I mean,、mm-hmm. until when I get to the TARDIS doing the scenes, and suddenly I go, "Wow, that's really amazing! I'm in Doctor Who." <laughs> It doesn't sink. I didn't sink realize、in. that. Oh my goodness! That's、it's、that's when、huge. it started to sink in. Yes, it's scary it, it, <laughs> when you you take a job and there's a great doctor who loved it, you know, and all that. And then you you do your professional thing, you learn your lines, and you know what you're doing. You discuss with the directors and with other actors about the scenes and things like that. But until suddenly it just dawned on me that when I was in that TARDIS and、I、realized it, wow. <laughs> I mean, this TARDIS. I've been seeing it for the last many, many years. So yes, now I'm, I have goosebumps on my hands now. <laughs> Just talking about it. Yes. How fun! And、oh, and, and now、yeah. you are a part of history. You have、oh. you have taken a historic. You have become a part of the canon, a, a part of the history of the show. I know you'll be in all the wikis. You'll be in all the fan fiction. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I think they they may be doing a little figures as well for our characters.、That、oh, there you go.、Good. You never thought you'd be an action figure, did you? Yes, yeah. They they said they may, but I don't know. We will know later on. Yeah, they said they may. Now, does China but, really have women generals and and? Yes, I, I did some research as well. Well,、uh, good on them that um. Uh, there there was a woman. I, f- I forgot her name now. But,、uh, she was in second in command. Uh, yeah, there was a, a, a woman general in China, second in command. Yeah, so maybe because of the dynamic, because the Russian leader is a male, and then the American leader is a male, and and it would be just nice if doctor is a male. So it's nice to have a female world leader in that episode. So it, I've been very fortunate to have the opportunity to play her. Yeah. Well, and she was, you know, nobody's pushover. You know, she was not the weak link in this chain. No, I liked that. If anything, <laughs> I think the、like、Ru- <laughs> I think the Russian was honestly. He he just seemed to be going with the flow there. Yeah, yes, yeah. But she,、um, yes, she 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 was a strong character. But it hit her a little bit later on.、Uh, but some of my dialogues got cut on the floor. That、uh, it hit her when she saw, as you know, uh, the uh, uh, general secretary, general general secretary got sapped. Mm-hmm. And、uh, and then she go, oh no! Did we really, you know, have we done something wrong, or what have we done? So she just took back a little bit and you know, took a big breath and and realized that maybe we had to stop the war and we didn't want too many people to die or something. I think、yeah. the one who should be really worried is the real Secretary General, personally. But I know <laughs> he, he may or may、hurt. not watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I know he's such a nice guy, Togo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? What have, you know? What have you been shooting since then, or have you already covered that, Jean? I haven't. I、oh, haven't.、Okay. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I just did a, another uh, a huge kind of campaign for an American product. Just came back from Poland, so <laughs> you, have yeah. to, you have to go from 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 the UK to Poland for an American product. Sure. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because I think it's for tax purposes. I believe must be.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Undoubtedly.、Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was nice. So, was because nice. of where you live,、uh, you find yourself having、yeah. to cross、um, national boundaries a great deal as you work. Yes. Well, also、uh, it's convenient too. You know, you go to you know we are part of Europe. Wow. 
Well, not until later on become Brexit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, so people go to, you know, you fly everywhere to do whatever it takes for the for the shoot for the project. And yeah, it's convenient location. Living in England, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you can drive there now. <laughs> yes, that's true. Or take the train, can't you? Mm-hmm. You've just been on another episode of television, uh, Love Lies and Records, episode yes. one. Yes. Yeah, Kate Miller, about- uh, she's a award-winning writer. Uh, she's written The Syndicate in England, in the club, and quite a few popular TV series. David Shaw is a very busy casting director in the northern north part of uh, England. And yes, yeah, the call came and would I like to put myself on a, on a tape? You call it self tape nowadays. And, um, as a fine, uh, for uh, a character, a businesswoman going to a uh, immigration, uh, to become a citizen in, in England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a few small scenes on that character, but it's a very important character that I had to go all the way to Leeds. Uh, which is quite a three, four hours on the train to, to just do the rehearsing, um, rehearsal meeting thing and, and then come all the way back and go again. So it's been a few trips going to Leeds in the Midlands. Yeah. I think what we'd like to ask you now. Hopes and aspirations. What's, what's the ideal part? What's her recipe for biscuits? I mean, oh, come on. There's- Something here. I Can I mention about the TARDIS? Yeah, Absolutely. now that we, we, you know, is it such? It's really for the Doctor Who fans, isn't it? It, it is. And um, uh, when I moved over here, the, uh, in the 1993 in England, my husband David, who was working at the BBC as a weapons advisor, they call it armorer, <laughs> the supervisor uh, uh, in the weapons department. So he pro- he provided the weapons and guns and what have you in uh, different productions for the BBC. And uh, where his office was, the parked a TARDIS, you know, the blue phone box. Yeah. Right? It's not like the phone boxes are used to call the police anymore. No, no, that is exactly the Doctor Who TARDIS parked in his office because in his room is a big storage room where they, they put all the weapons and things and tall ceilings and all that stuff. So they parked a TARDIS, well, the TARDIS, <laughs> in his office. So I went to visit him one day. And I said, oh, what's that? Being new in the country in 1993. He said, what's that? And he started to laugh. He said, oh, it's a TARDIS. Uh, we used it for Doctor Who. I said, oh, oh, so so what is it? And he said, <laughs> he started to laugh again. A TARDIS mean, means... Time and relative dimension in space. And it's a sci-fi TV series. And, and I go, Oh, I see. So it means, he said, it means it's more from the outside, but inside it's bigger than the outside. Right. So yeah. I think so, the phrase you're looking oh, for is dimensionally transcendental. Or bigger on the inside, which is <laughs> yeah, bigger than the inside. That's it. Bigger than the inside. So, but then, funny enough, though, our house, which is an oast house, it's like a TARDIS. <laughs> uh, they use it 
you know, pretty much use this generic face, small looking from the outside, but it's quite big in the inside. So I just learned a term now. Oh, it's like a TARDIS. <laughs> 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 so, so that's how I, so that's quite funny to, to share it with you that, you know, he has this original TARDIS parked in his office when he was working for the BBC. That That's well, fun. That's a big job. I mean, the BBC does all the yes. documentaries and historical dramas, and he could be that's doing right. weapons from swords <laughs> to, yes. to nukes You're right. and everything in between. That, exactly. It's a big job, really, yes, but they have quite four or five people but they they you know they were quite busy as you know Mm. Yeah. Thank so, you very much for joining us on this week's episode of The Event Horizon. We have been speaking to Daphne Chung and her daughter Jade Coatsworth upon the occasion of Daphne's appearance as General Shaolin in episode 7 of series 10 of Doctor Who, The Pyramid at the End of the World. And, okay, so Jade's next. So let's get Jade on Doctor Who. I know. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Jean. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. You have been listening to episode 174 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for July 1st, 2017. Our guests today have been Daphne Chung, the newest addition to the pantheon of actors who have portrayed characters on Doctor Who, and her daughter, Jade Coatsworth. Daphne played General Shaolin in season 10 of Doctor Who, your hosts have been Gene Turnbow and Susan Fox. This episode will air again at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow afternoon, that's Sunday, and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website at kryptonradio.com as podcasts. Krypton Radio is listener-supported geek culture radio, and though some of our money does come from advertising, most of it comes from avid listeners just like you. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Event Horizon here on Krypton Radio, please help us out so that we can stay on the air. Visit patreon.com slash kryptonradio and contribute whatever you can. Even $5 a month makes an enormous difference because it all adds up. Single drops of water can add up to a tidal wave, and that can keep your favorite radio station afloat. And shows like this one on the air and thriving. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by science fiction illustrator Mark Schirmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2017 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.